Hey, Mr. Brisbane. Uh, this is our AP Lit final project. I'm Kevin. I'm Joe. And I'm Ruben. And for our final project, what we wanted to do was sort of to look back on all the novels and liter literary pieces that we've read this year and sort of think about how they've not only changed our conceptions of literature, but also the way we look at life in general and how we can apply those themes to our daily lives and how they've already begun to change our daily lives. Uh, so Joe, you want to start us off? Yeah, sure. Um, for the major piece of literature, or actually to preface, I'd like to say that I think a lot of the short fiction which we read, like the story about Guru and the story uh, Woman Hollering Creek were really interesting pieces of literature that actually, you know, helped me grow as a reader and a writer. But for the main piece of literature, it had to be Invisible Man. I mean, the themes of Invisible Man were so uh, visionary and forward thinking for their time. And in general, I just thought that the book was uh, not only extremely poetic and well written, but the themes that it carried were so important. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, I think that Inv Invisible Man was the best book or the, the, the best written book that I've ever read. Like every single page had me engaged and it was just the journey that the narrator went on was absolutely incredible. So the reason why I say that Invisible Man is the best written book that I've ever read was that every single detail within the book just had an incredible amount of symbolism and historical context needed to understand it. And it made it just an incredible reading experience. Yeah, and another novel that I felt needed a lot of historical context and that really spoke to me was The Things They Carried because in the novel, Tim O'Brien is able to pack so much emotion into each and every one of the stories that he's telling us. And you could really tell that this is almost a form of therapy for him because th these are, things that actually happened and things that he had to go through and you can really feel all of the emotions that he's trying to put into these yeah and along with that you know that whole question of uh storytelling as and that powerful tool that storytelling is which mr o'brien presents to us is interesting because you know we say those things really happen and we don't even know if they really happen like there's just so much emotion behind them that we're able to relate to them in any way i mean like kiowa got me to tears and you know I'm sure that the rest of the book really had a lot of emotion for you guys as well yeah like Norman Bowker like this I mean I don't know I've I've never really thought of I've always thought of Vietnam as a sort of one-sided thing before this year where it was kind of the U.S. were the bad guys and they did some bad things but really reading this book it, it's difficult right because the government makes a decision and it forces these young men to endure these like terrors and it really made me think of, you know, differing perspectives. And it was really insane to think that Tim O'Brien, so many years on, is still holding on to so many memories from back when he was 19 or 20 years old. Yeah. And another thing in the novel that I really felt that I was able to relate to was the sense of camaraderie between the entire platoon. You know, like, here's a guy, these guys are all thrown into this same unfortunate situation and they really bond over it. Like this, but not the so serious stories, but like the light ones about where they're joking and Kurt Lemon, like pranking and stuff. Like that stuff we see, the pantyhose, panty just amongst us even, like something we can relate to, like me, Joe, Cab. We're just like guys that are trying to have fun. I think it's important to keep in mind that these were young guys too, just like us and that 
they were just thrown into a different situation, but they're, they're just like us. Another book which I thought uh, really well represented young people in a completely different situation and deserves a big shout out was Counting Descent by Clint Smith. I mean, uh, it was just so unbelievably poetic and poignant in its statement and its affirmation of a lot of you know, things that we can try to relate to um, as non-African American students, but it's still very hard to do so. And I thought that Mr. Thin's poetry, as well as uh, the brief talk we had with him, really um, helped me relate to those thoughts. Yeah, I really loved Counting Descent. Um, first off, because it was the first bit of poetry that I didn't dislike. Or, uh, <laughs> so, I so I like that. And also what it gave me was a sort of diverse perspective um, because of Clint Smith's ideas on how to end this sort of racism in America, it wasn't it wasn't just about saying, "Hey, white people, stop being racist." Right? It was a lot of it was all about black empowerment and realizing kind of the place in society, the hand they've been dealt, and rising up against oppression and being together in that fight. And I thought that was a really cool perspective. And we saw that in Invisible Man a little bit, whereas um, the narrator had to find his place in society in order to create change first. And we also sort of see that um, today in movies like Black Panther. Mm -hmm, definitely. And for me personally, I feel like the fact that we got to speak to him was something that really, really affected my like understanding or like feelings about the novel. Because like for, for a lot of the literature that I've always read, it's just been like a, a book. It's just like been a piece of writing. But like being able to speak to the author himself and like get his perspective on it after we've read the book and had our own like ideas and thoughts on it really like brought brought it to life for me and made me think about like how the real world applications of the novel. Yeah, uh, no, I, I think you guys totally nailed it. And I think that all the pieces of literature, with the exception of the importance of being earnest, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> was something that I really enjoyed, you know, uh, like 1984, none of us even, mm -hmm. no, we always, when we were talking about books before this podcast, you know, that was at the back of all of our minds, but mm -hmm. it's an incredible piece of literature. One of the books, which I would consider one of my personal favorites and was again, so like, thoughtful and forward thinking and terrifying and it's you know um thought of the future and totalitarian yeah it was, it's especially terrifying right now because <laughs> i mean there the ministry of truth stuff like that like <laughs> there's some issues right now that make it make them more terrifying and that's that's just amazing right like this man george orwell did he write it in the 50s yeah 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 and i mean he he predicted so much and i i think that's that's pretty amazing also, I remember back to our uh, our debate about love between Winston and Julia, and I mean personally, that's straight love to me. Yeah, that's straight love mm -hmm. to me as well. well Every member of this podcast, yeah. you show it to your future classes and tell them that and them Julia know. and Winston are in love. Straight up, they're <laughs> absolutely. I mean, they they meet all the criteria, right? It's not like, our perception of love necessarily, but yeah, exactly. it's a narrow minded to reject it. Yeah. Um, you guys have another another piece that you'd like to go well, over? Well, you had one that you wanted to go over, didn't you? Yeah, I want to say that for last because I'm going to go on for a while. Well, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. All right. So one piece of literature, total cliche, right? But Catcher in the Rye, just like, it got to me. Don't even laugh, guys. Don't even laugh. <laughs> Catcher in the Rye got to me a lot. I don't know. Because like, I, um, if not for this year, 
um, this year as a senior, if I read Catcher in the Rye, I don't believe that I would understand it as well. Like, yes, on a literal level, I would understand everything, you know, Holden's struggle with going, uh, with growing up and maturity and going into the real world. But right on the, right at the beginning of the year, when I read this, it sort of like opened my eyes to what was going to happen to me, right? Uh, because I've been in a very, I've been in a bubble my whole life. Uh, because growing up in McMinnville, you know, surrounded by your friends and those who love you and not really having to encounter any real struggle, um, it kind of woke me up and was like, and, <laughs> and, and it showed me how growing up is not something that just happens. It's not, at least for me, it's not something that just naturally you go through. You do have to work at it. You do have to work on yourself to improve constantly. And that's just one of the few things I took from Catcher in the Rye. Yeah. And, you know, as you probably remember, Mr. Brisbane, originally I was pretty critical of Catcher in the Rye, but I do think that it has a lot of uh, thought behind it that is so important to today. And, you know, like, I just don't think there's a single other book that captures the experience and the essence of being a teenager as yes. well. Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. But I think what's interesting about it is I don't really feel like Holden's a, a very relatable character to us, like the way he acts, his personality, but like the things that he's going through and like how he deals with this, those situations and those moments where he's like, oh, I'm not really quite sure. And he's still, you see that immaturity in him. And that's, those are the glimpses of like relatability that we can understand with him. Uh, but like, yeah. Yeah, like no, that, like totally right. like him downplaying like awful situations, like when he when he has suicidal thoughts or when he's very sexually confused. Like he he sort of downplays them. He uses like he uses language like, um, I just felt so bad. Like he he always downplays that. And I feel like as teenagers, we we sometimes do the same thing. We sort of block things out. And even though we're never in these same sort of ridiculous situations as Holden. I feel like those situations are just kind of meant to symbolize what he's going through, like the whole prostitute thing with his sexual frustration and maybe Mr. Antolini, correct? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. and I think that, you know, we're we're getting short on time, but Mr. Brisbane, to finish up, like, I have to say that this is the best English class that I've ever experienced. And I think that all of us found the majority of the pieces of literature, with the exception of Ernest, <laughs> to be extremely enjoyable and extremely... Uh, important for our development as you know just young thinkers and people mm -hmm. going to school and moving on in our lives absolutely yeah i definitely feel that the novels we read this year are most like we can take them and like apply the lessons we've learned to these in our own lives the most out of any like of the novels we've read in past years the novels we've read this year have really like like we've mentioned before how they like reflect re the reality how it is today we can, exactly. we can learn from those that. like lifelong lessons yeah mm -hmm. and i really loved how open our class was when we had our discussions about the literature because the pieces we read were so great they could be interpreted in so many different ways and then when we all shared you know it was really easy to grab onto different perspectives of uh, or different analysis analysis of like ev of each individual detail and i think i learned a lot from that as well yeah no it was I like totally right yeah. it was probably the most thought-provoking english class i've ever had and i i loved it and i think that's how it should be yeah most definitely so thanks again yeah, thank, you, thank you mr brisbane